Hello and welcome to Life for Living. My name is Pat Kilby. I'm the pastor at Cary First Baptist Church in Cary, North Carolina. Life for Living is a podcast designed to share biblical truth from a fresh perspective with an emphasis on relevant and practical application for our life. So today we're uh, currently teaching through the book of Revelation and we're examining Revelation 14. Before we uh, continue with Revelation 14, I just want to give a shout out to uh, Andrew Wagner. Um, he's the one who makes this podcast happen. He's uh, a great friend to me, but he's he's the one who encourages me and he's the one who edits and makes makes this happen. So um, I just I just want to encourage him and thank him for who he is and and what he means to me and what he means to this podcast and this ministry. And I also want to encourage you. There might be someone in your life that that you need to encourage. I wouldn't put that off. It's always good to encourage someone. And and you know what? So if you have someone in your family, a friend, maybe someone you work with, maybe someone you go to school with, you know, if God puts it in your heart and on your mind, why don't you encourage someone today? So that's my challenge for you. Find someone that that God puts on your mind that you can that you can just encourage them. So let's uh let's continue. So we're gonna look at Revelation 14, but I want to go back to Revelation chapter eleven. In Revelation chapter 11, we learn that the seventh angel stepped forward and blew his trumpet. And what happens in Revelation chapter 11 is like a 50,000-foot view. We get to see that Jesus comes back, he conquers the earth, and everything is culminated. But then we go to Revelation 12, 13, and 14. These chapters are literally a boots-on-the-ground description down through history of, of what happens leading up to Christ redeeming the earth back to himself. So um, Revelation chapter 12, uh, we were introduced to the woman, the child, and the dragon. We found out that the woman is the nation of Israel. The nation of Israel gave birth to a child, the Messiah, who is Jesus. And we learned that the great fiery red dragon is Satan. In Revelation 13, we are also introduced to the unholy trinity. Now, the Holy Trinity is God the Father, Jesus the Christ, uh, who is the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Then we have uh, Satan, who, who likes to emulate God, and, and he, he literally creates the unholy trinity. So Satan, who is lesser than God, seeks to replicate God. In Revelation 13, we see the unholy trinity, which is the dragon who is Satan, the Antichrist, and the false prophet. So we have Revelation 12 and 13. Now let's go to Revelation 14, and we got some more players being introduced here. Revelation 14, verses 1 through 5, says this, Then I looked, and there was the Lamb, standing on Mount Zion, and with him were 144,000 who had his name and his father's name written on their foreheads. I heard a sound from heaven like the sound of cascading waters and like the rumbling of loud thunder. The sound I heard was like harpists playing on their harps. They sang a new song before the throne and before the four living creatures and the elders, but no one could learn the song except the 144,000 who had been redeemed from the earth. These are the ones who have not defiled themselves with women since they remained virgins. These are the ones who follow the lamb wherever he goes. They were redeemed from humanity as the first fruits for God and the Lamb. No lie was found in their mouths. They are blameless. So when we look at Revelation 14, we can divide it into two parts. So as I see it, the first part is the message of the 144,000, and part two is the message of the angels. 
in verses 6 through 20, there are six angels who, who do six different things, and we're going to be introduced to those. But we're going to start that or finish that, actually, next week. But I want to look at the message of the 144,000. And the 144,000, I, I want you to see some, some qualities or characteristics about them. So we're first introduced to the 144,000 back in Revelation chapter 7, verses 4 through 8. Throughout the tribulation, these 144,000 messengers are Jews, and they are set apart to share the gospel of Jesus Christ throughout the world. They are Jewish messengers, 12,000 from each tribe in Jerusalem, and they are set apart. They are sealed, protected, and no harm can come to them, and throughout the tribulation, they are uh, they're commanded to, and they're purpose is, their responsibility is to share the gospel. Now, I want to bring some things out. First of all, they are Jews who are living in the tribulation, and God calls them to himself. Now, notice some things about these 144. They are redeemed from the earth, and they've got some things in common. Number one, they are virgins. Number two, they're committed. They committed to follow the Lamb wherever he goes. Number three, they were redeemed at, from humanity as the first fruits for God and the Lamb. So these guys are exceptional people. They are uh, extremely intelligent. They, they're the best. Then we also see no lie was found in their mouths. They are blameless. So we have these 12,000 set-apart Jews, messengers, to share the gospel all throughout the tribulation. They are protected. No harm can come to them. And because of their message, the message of the gospel, many people during the tribulation will accept Christ as Lord and Savior. However, on the other hand, many people will reject the message of the 144,000 messengers of the gospel. So many will accept Christ. Many will reject Christ. So at this point, I, I just want to stop, and, and I want to talk to you guys, and I want to encourage you and, and remind you of some things in regard to the gospel and how important it is that we receive the gospel today in the age of grace and that we share the gospel in the age of, of grace. So when I say the age of grace, we're literally living in the age of God's grace toward humanity. 2 Peter 3.9 says this, the Lord does not delay his promise, or the, low is not, or the Lord is not slow in, in his promise, as some understand delay or slowness. But God is patient with us, not wanting any to perish, but all to come to repentance. So in this day and time we're living, we're living in the day of God's grace when uh, God loves us, he cares for us, and he calls us to him. 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 1 and 2 says this, Working together with him, we also appeal to you, do not receive the grace of God in vain. For he says, at an acceptable time, I listened to you, and in the day of salvation, I helped you. See, now is the acceptable time. Now is the day of salvation. So the Apostle Paul is literally talking to the people at the, in the church at Corinth don't receive the grace of God in vain. In other words, don't overlook, don't ignore the grace of God that 
that we're living in on this day. Today is the acceptable time. Now's the time to commit our life to Christ. Do not wait. The danger of waiting to accept Christ or the danger of rejecting Christ has eternal consequences. Once again, I say that the danger of waiting to accept Christ or rejecting Christ has eternal consequences. First of all, John 6, Jesus said, no one can come to me unless the father who sent me draws him and I will raise him up on the last day. So there are some people who've said, and I, I remember hearing a testimony of a guy named Brad. He was uh, he was rebelling against God. God was drawing him. The Spirit of God was speaking to him, and he was going to live his life and do his thing. And he was living his life and doing his thing till one day he woke up in a hospital bed. He woke up in a hospital bed because he was riding his motorcycle. He loved his motorcycle. He loved the uh, uh, just, he, he just loved his hair being in the wind. He just loved it. Well, he was riding his motorcycle and he was in an accident. He remembers nothing about the accident. He just remembered waking up several days later in the hospital when he woke up. Now, up to this point, he had rejected the message of the gospel. His family had shared it. His friends had shared it. And he had rejected Christ at every turn. But when I met him, he was at Fruitland Baptist Bible College, and he had now accepted the call to preach because he realized when he woke up in the hospital that God had spared him. It was a miracle that he was alive. He had been rejecting the calls of his family, rejecting the calls of his friends, and he had rejected God himself. When he woke up in the hospital knowing that he was alive and it was a miracle that he was alive, the Spirit of God came back to him and, and drew Brad to himself. And he became a follower of Christ, and, and now he's a preacher of, of the gospel. You know what? We don't know when our time is coming. We don't know. So now while we have opportunity and it's the day of grace, if the Spirit of God draws us, we should not wait. We should not wait for a better time or wait for another time. We should not reject him. You know what? The Holy Spirit may not draw us to him again. We may not have another chance. Isaiah 55, 6 through 8 says this, Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call to him while he is near. Let the wicked one abandon his way and the sinful one his thoughts. Let him return to the Lord so the Lord may have compassion on him. And to our God, for he will freely forgive. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, and your ways are not my ways. This is the Lord's declaration. You know what? Seek the Lord while he may be found. You know what that means? While the Holy Spirit of God is seeking, respond to him. And this, this really matters for two reasons. Number one, for every believer, we need to follow and obey the Spirit of Christ, to have gospel conversations, to tell people about Christ when the urge hits us. When the Spirit of God calls us to share, we could share. And for those who may be listening that maybe you're wanting to know what it means to follow Christ, if if you're being called to Christ and you'll know, you'll know if the Spirit of God is is calling you, do not wait. Don't wait for a better time. Don't wait to say, I'm going to live my life now and I'll receive him later. Do not wait. 
Do not reject him because the Lord is seeking us today. Rejecting Jesus is dangerous and has eternal consequences. Every person that hears the gospel and rejects Jesus is an extreme danger for two reasons. Number one, the Holy Spirit may not draw us to himself again. We may not have another opportunity. And number two, those who go, those who go into the tribulation, those who are alive, who go into the tribulation, having rejected Jesus, will be deceived and will follow Satan. So Paul says this in, in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 9 through 12. Many people, the coming of the lawless one is based on Satan's working with every kind of miracle, both signs and wonders, serving the lie. And with every wicked deception among those who are perishing, they perish because they did not accept the love of the truth and so be saved. For this reason, God sends them a strong delusion so that they will believe the lie, so that all who will be condemned, those who did not believe the truth but delighted in unrighteousness. So today we're living in the day of grace. And if we reject Jesus or we are waiting for a better time and the rapture occurs and those who are left behind who have heard the gospel but rejected, during the tribulation they will believe a lie. They will, they will be sent a strong delusion. They'll believe the lie and they'll receive the mark. And the book of Revelation clearly says those who receive the mark, they will experience they will experience the full cup of God's wrath. So if you don't have a personal relationship with Christ, submit yourself to him today if he's calling you. To every follower of Christ, I urge you, share the good news of Jesus Christ. Have gospel conversations with the people in your world, your family, your friends, those who you go to school with those you work with, have gospel conversations with people that you pass by. It's, it's crazy the, uh, the number of gospel conversations I've had because I've just met somebody, whether I've been walking down the street or shopping in a store or coming out of a restaurant. It's, it, it's just crazy how God moves and speaks and gives me and gives us opportunities. So to every follower of Christ, I urge you to share the good news of Jesus Christ when the Spirit of God compels you. And I would go on to say, don't worry about being rejected. Don't worry about being rejected. Jesus said in Luke 10, 15, whoever listens to you, listens to me. Whoever rejects you, rejects me. And whoever rejects me, rejects the one who sent me. So you know what? Jesus is really encouraging us here. If we are compelled by the Holy Spirit of God to share a gospel conversation, do so because God is working. The Holy Spirit's at, at work, and he's, he's going to use us to draw someone to him. And if by chance they reject us, they're not rejecting us. They're rejecting the one who sent us. And they're not rejecting Jesus. They're rejecting the Father who sent Jesus. So, just know this, the 144,000 messengers, they are sealed by God to deliver a, a message of life, a message of hope, a message of eternal salvation. Many will receive Christ during the tribulation, but many will reject. A number of those who reject will be some who have, will be, will be those who 
rejected Christ in the day of grace. So as we live our lives, let's be much in prayer. Let's be praying for the people in our world that we can share the good news of Jesus with. So to recap, Revelation chapter 14, verses 1 through 5, it's it's the message of the 144,000, and it's a powerful message. It's a power of salvation and redemption. Next week, we're going to finish Revelation 14, and we're going to look at a, a message from from six angels that uh, has a, a powerful impact on, on our life and, and the rest of the Revelation. So I hope you'll join us next week as we finish Revelation 14. So I want to thank you for listening to this podcast this week, and I also want to encourage you to continue listening and to invite your family members, your friends, neighbors, coworkers, and acquaintances to join us as we continue to study the book of Revelation. I hope you have a great week, and thanks for joining us today on Light for Living.